Well, today we continue in our series, and we've talked a lot about digital images and, and photographs. We have talked about different ones, and I'll speak to that in a minute. But you know what's interesting is in each of those pictures, different dynamics are brought into the picture that maybe are unseen. Uh, different beings are present that are unseen. Different factors, influences. In fact, there are two that I'm thinking about, and we'll talk about them. One has to maximize. One has to get larger, and the other needs to be silenced. So I want to encourage you to, uh, to pray with me. And right now, as a pastor in our church, I'm aware just like many of you are aware of, of hurting people. And today, if you're hurting, I want to say to you, you're in a safe place. You are loved. And you are a child of God. And so rest assured that you're going to be okay. There is help in your hurt. And while some of us may not be in the midst of a storm, we know others are. And it's my prayer that we'll be part of the answer to that prayer as we extend a hand to those in need. As we reach out to those that are hurting and broken relationships, dealing with diagnoses, having to come up with money when there is none. And I'm grateful today, Lord, for you as a wounded healer that you have come to be in our midst. And so help us to focus in on you and the great work you're doing in us. It's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen. Well, our scripture today comes from Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. I'd like for us to read that together. Let's participate in the reading of scripture together. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way life you learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put away your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We're in this series entitled Picture This. We're wrapping it up, and we've talked about a lot of those digital images and, and one of those was selfie. 
And in a selfie culture, it's easy to make ourselves the focus. And our challenge has been to not only make Christ the focus in the viewfinder, but to allow others in. Anthony did an awesome job talking about families and how behind the family portrait there is brokenness, there is sadness, there's a need need for healing, there's a need for reconciliation. It's not always as it seems. And then John last week talked about the ID, the identification. What is it that identifies us? Who are we? When we look at an image, we may see ourselves, but there's more to it. We are a child of the King, and we've been identified with Christ. And the wonderful thing is Christ has identified Himself with us by coming and becoming one of us. And so today, I want to talk about another facet of photography, and that is uh, photoshopping and And the amazing thing about Photoshop is it was designed to enhance the photo, to work with the post-production side after it's been taken, and to lighten it if there's not enough contrast, to sharpen the image if it's too fuzzy, to add definition to the color if it's kind of faded. And so the purpose of photoshopping originally was to enhance. Uh, But some of us in our ego saw a need to maybe use it to better ourselves. I remember when the pictorial directory came through and the vendor was here and they've moved to computerized generation now and, and there we were, our family. And he said, no, pastor, we'll let you have one by yourself. And it was music to my ears. It's complimentary. Well, great, you know, free picture of myself. And he said, okay, here it is. It's on the screen. Take a look at it. And he said, there's a couple of filters we can use. And he added a little color to my hair, and he whitened my teeth. And I said, you know, I like that. He said, we're not going to use that because they may not recognize you. Um, It's amazing what Photoshop or digital imaging can do to who we are. You know, a lot of folks have had fun with, um, with photoshopping, uh, with what we call superimposing. In fact, l- let me just take a break. Did you know, are you aware that our male staff, the men on our staff, are training for the 2016 Olympics in Brazil? You may not have known that. Uh, we're very excited. In fact, we have some uh, competitions that took place not too long ago, we're going to put some of those on the screen. Uh, we're just going to take a break here a minute and uh, look at those. Do we have those? Are those available? <laughs> okay, yes. Um, Anthony McPhail, let's leave that one up here just a minute. As always, Anthony is very focused and uh, trying to hit the target, very serious, and uh, you know, just has really worked on this. Okay, what else do we have? David Denson, who uh, just uh, hosted for us, he is so pumped about this wedding. Let's, well, let's go back. Let's go back. I'm not done. David Denson, he is so pumped. You know, he's getting married on Labor Day to Mary. Is Mary here? Mary, raise your hand. Yeah, they're getting married on Labor Day. And uh, he's, he's getting ready for the wedding day. But um, anyway, David's looking kind of good here. Okay, let's go to the next one. 
Uh, yeah, I think you got a glimpse of it. And it, oh, Griff! A little too much Botox in the neck, buddy. I think so. Those performance-enhancing drugs did a number on you. Man, you look extraterrestrial. But hey, we're glad that you're competing with us. I think we have somebody else. Uh, in fact, he preached last Sunday. John Horton. We call this his slip disc. But um, anyway, uh, John, we showed that to him earlier. It's a cross between discus throwing and ballerina formation, I think. And so John looks really good. And then uh, Anthony configured the, the last one as well. And see if you can do an identification on that. <laughs> that was not easy. That was not easy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gee. So anyway, y'all pull for us. But speaking of superimposing, those are good examples of how the picture may not always seem as it really is. And I think what Paul is saying here is, you know, there really needs to be a, a distinctiveness that happens for us in Christ. As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we are peculiar people in Christ, Paul says. And there is a distinctiveness in how we should come across. But a lot of that has to do with what's inside. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do a good work in us in editing the image. Do you remember how I said when you look at an image of yourself, even if it's a self-portrait, there are other factors and dynamics that are going on? It's kind of like when somebody says to you, I feel like you've brought others into the room. There are others in the picture that aren't seen with the naked eye. C.S. Lewis, in his book, The Great Divorce, talks about how the main character has a red lizard on his shoulder. And this red lizard whispers into his ear. And it's words of death and discouragement. And just, he mocks him and he weighs him down. And in the plot, there is an angel that comes from heaven. And this angel says, I've been sent and I can do away with that red lizard that is on your shoulder that has burdened you for so long. And the character looks, the man looks, and he says, oh, that would be great. He has been such a pest. He has been such a nuisance. He has done nothing good for me. The angel said, the way I will have to do this is I will actually have to become a flaming ball, and I will have to burn it off, if you would, solder it off your shoulder. And the guy looked, and he thought, you know, I've been one that has been a companion to this red lizard, and he has been a companion for me. And, and while he has said some hateful things and destructive things, I, I've kind of gotten used to him. Can I take that offer up later on? Is there another moment that you can do away with this red lizard? And, and the angel said, no, this is the moment for all moments, and the choice is yours. You give me the word, and I'll do away with the lizard. There's another entity that comes into play in the image that is not always seen. And I want to suggest to you that it's a dove. In the scripture, the Holy Spirit is referenced 
in many ways, is a peaceful dove. A dove represents the presence of Christ, the person of Jesus Christ. And while the red lizard speaks of discouragement and mockery and death, the Holy Spirit dove speaks life and hope and peace. And these are beings that are present in our lives but may not always be evident in the image. It's going on inside. And I I really believe that the Lord wants to do image editing from the inside out. He, He longs to do that surgery on the spiritual heart. He desires to do away with the blemishes. That's one wonderful thing about photoshopping is they can whiten the teeth, they can remove the acne, they can color the hair. But more importantly than that, there's an inner blemish and blemishing that can be removed Anthony found a cartoon not too long ago. He knew I was preaching on this and sent it to me. If you guys could throw it up, that'd be great. And there it is. No, Billy, your sins can't be erased using Photoshop. Um, The one thing for us is that our sins can be erased. We can be forgiven because of the work of Christ. The image changes. And there are scriptures that help us with this. Listen to this one. As far east and as far west, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Though your sins were like scarlet, yet they are white as snow. God does a great work in us. When we hear the dove, when the Holy Spirit reaffirms in us that the cross was enough. The cross was enough. And so, one of the things we affirm as followers of Jesus is that Christ removes, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the vices, the wrongs, the transgressions, the sins from our lives. The second part of Christian discipleship is that we allow Christ to fill us with that spirit which allows us to have the character of Christ, to have the fruit of the spirit, patience, peace, love, joy, self-control, generosity. And so... There's a taking off, if you would, of the old self, and there's a putting on of a new life in Christ. That editing process we call transformation, change, journey, pilgrimage, sanctification. Call it what you will, but it's that process of growth in grace. 
It's that process of surrendering our lives to Christ. I think of when I was in Maine, I was in the Boy Scouts, and uh, we canoed the lakes in Maine. And we were tired. We were exhausted after a lengthy day of canoeing together. And our scoutmaster said, look, I'm going to treat you all. We're going to take our dining fly. We're going to tie the canoes together. And on the back of the canoes, we're going to use some of the tent pegs and and some of the posts. And we're going to configure a sail. And he said, the way the wind's blowing up, this should be great. And sure enough, we did that. And we were able to go all the way to our destination. That's the wonderful thing about the dove. The Holy Spirit fills our lives when we receive Christ. And it's not so much that we work at it, it's that we're just receptive to it. And that we allow ourselves to be filled with God's Spirit. And I believe that can happen even for a church. That when a church is so open to being edited, and when the Holy Spirit is not so much superimposed, but becomes very much a part of the story and the image, great things can happen. Will Willimon, who's a retired bishop, tells a story about a French village that did something that no other French village did at that time. And that was while the World War was going on and the Germans were moving into France, they were willing to hide Jews. They hid them on the walls. They hid them in underground um, areas. And one woman faked a heart attack to distract away from the Nazis seeing that there were Jews in her home. And after it was over and the war had ceased, they interviewed some of the people. And a journalist went into the community and he wanted to find out what was different about this village. What was different about these folks? And what they found, they were ordinary people. But they were Christ followers. And as Christ followers... They had made it a habit to ask the question, when it's time, we will be challenged. We need to do the right thing. Will we do the right thing? They said in interviews, our pastor would say, get ready, God is going to do something great through us and in us. And that moment came for them. Their sail, their dining fly, had turned into a sail. They had received the Holy Spirit as a community, and they changed the world for a group of Jewish people. I want to invite our worship team to come back up, and I want to say this as they come. You know the red lizard? He speaks words of discouragement, death, disillusionment. And maybe today you have listened to that red lizard. And you've been discouraged. Maybe you're brokenhearted because somebody else has listened to that lizard. The story continues. C.S. Lewis depicts something beautiful. That angel burns off that red lizard. 
that red lizard falls to the ground and becomes a stallion. And the character is able to ride off. God is able to take the broken things from our lives, the things that may even cause evil. And as Joseph said to his brothers in the Old Testament, what you meant for evil, God is used for good. He can take red lizards and turn them into stallions for us to be victorious, for us to be winners in Christ. And so I want to say to you today that the altar is open, and I want to invite you to come. Today you may want to say, you know, Tim, I I need some editing in my life. I need some change. I need some work. And that can only come from the Holy Spirit. And so surrender. Or maybe there's someone you know that needs change, that needs to cease listening the lizard. I invite you to come and I pray you'll ride out of here on a stallion.